Blog Talk Radio. That's why I praise you. And for this, I give you praise.
want to welcome everyone to another episode of Log Talk Radio. Uh, this is the show, the host, Five Smooth Stones, and the show is going to be the New World Order uh, Watch Society. And tonight we have a um, topic we're dealing with, very, very, very important topic we're dealing with, I might add. And that topic is the Holy Ghost is absolute power. Millions testify, and I do mean millions. So again, the topic for tonight is the Holy Ghost is absolute power. Millions testify. And again, I'll say it again. We have proof. We have proof that millions do testify. Okay? Tonight is going to be one of those shows that's going to be very easy for me, and I have to be very careful because uh, I don't want to get cocky because I have been one of those persons fortunate enough to see uh, some serious, serious testimonies over my life, including with me. I'll be the first one. And uh, some experiences that is just can be only, only credited to a higher power by way of the Holy Spirit. And I'll explain that a little later on. Um, so, uh, first of all, how's everybody doing tonight? Hopefully everybody's doing very well. Um, and I mean that. I'm not just saying that. Hopefully y'all are doing very well. There's a lot of people. Um, I think the country seems to be coming around, but there's a lot of people still stressing over economics. Either number one thing these days people are stressing over. So hopefully you're not one of those persons, and uh, hopefully the Most High is uh, showing himself strong in your life. Like I said tonight, um, we're going to be dealing with the Holy Spirit, and that means that uh, we're going to be talking about the Scriptures. It might be a good idea to get a Bible uh, very close to you, where you can kind of follow me along. It's not per se a Bible study. It's more of a testimony. It's more of a testimonial. And I'm hoping some of you will uh, call in and testify and share what the Most High has done, because sometimes people think this whole Holy Spirit business is just a bunch of emotional people with nothing else to do but to sit around and blame God and, and, and try to have all these spooky experiences. And there's not a whole lot of faith in the Holy Spirit. It's just not a whole lot of people that really believe. So tonight, I hope to change that. I hope that a lot of you will come on board and, and uh, start trusting the most high. He is the only answer. Um, when I say the only answer, I say that careful because I know they, they, people don't like to hear things like the only way, the only this. You can We can say it all kind of ways, but the bottom line is uh, a harmonious relationship with the Father. Again, you can say this any kind of way you want to, but a harmonious relationship with the Father is going to bring mankind, the Spirit, because we are spirits living in a body. We are spirits having an experience in a body. We are not a body having spiritual experiences. We are a spirit having experiences in a body. And this will be very clear to all of us once we close our eyes for the last time and we're no longer in this atmosphere, then 
all of a sudden, it will make a whole lot of sense. Right now, while we're having this experience in this body, many of us, because we don't study, we don't walk with the Most High, we don't even understand the Most High. Many of us are very confused where it comes down to the whole question of God and, and who is he and what he wants and where is he at and what is he doing. We're very, very confused. So it is no marvel that people just, you know, don't believe and, and, and doubt and um, even give you a hard time if you believe. So tonight, again, I hope that this uh, show will uh, do its part to help entice, encourage, inspire mankind to get on board and trust in the Most High. He is so real, folks. I mean, and uh, I kind of feel sorry for people who don't already know it. You know, he is so real. His power is so real. And uh, I'll tell you, in my own personal life, the reason I think a lot of people don't believe is some of us believers don't always live it. We don't always display it because we have issues in our own life, rebellion in our own life, sin in our own life, you know, because we're tempted to like anybody else. And when we give in to that temptation and sin and we start living second-handed life, uh, uh, according to the flesh, I mean, second-hand like me, not going with the most highs commanded us to and going with our conscience, some of y'all may, you know, say it a little different, but going with the spirit of the Most High that's inside of us, what it's saying to our human spirit, we don't, we're not led and obedient to that, we're, we're not even in tune to that. So we start to experience sin and the effects of sin. Then here come uh, brothers and sisters saying, well, the Holy Spirit is so real. Why do you lack? Why are you without? Why do you need when the Bible says that uh, the, the Lord is my shepherd? I shall not want, I shall not lack. Why do so many believers lack? Why is there so many believers that are poor? Why is there so many believers that just, you know, on welfare? Why is there so many believers that... Uh, don't have enough wherewithal to take care of their children, themselves, while uh, their marriage is just as bad as people in the world. And in some cases, the people in the world have a better marriage. Uh, people ask these questions, and very very good questions they ask. They want to know why. Is this excuse noise in the background? Y'all have to excuse me. I'm trying to get a little something for the throat. But, folks, I promise to tell you, I promise you, uh, you cannot erase what has already happened. You cannot erase the successes that have already happened. What I mean by that is our miracles, all the things he has done, have already transpired. People have already been uh, healed. People have already been, in some cases, raised from the dead. People have already uh, have already uh, experienced things that marvel doctors already these things have already happened. So what are you going to do coming after the fact, doubting? So all I'm saying tonight is the Most High is real. You can Some people call him different names because 
they're not students of the Bible. They don't really go by the Bible. They don't trust the Bible. So they call him the Most High. Or they might call him the Higher Power. Whatever you want to call this being, my purpose tonight is just to let you know that he is real. And his power is real. And in a book called the Bible, a collection of books, it has laid out specific details about his spirit. Many people call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it the Holy Ghost. Whether you call it the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, that's kind of irrelevant. The bottom line is the Holy, the, the, the Father, a loving Father, I might add, who created this planet, who only want the best. And I know folks say, well, you don't know that. You know, a lot of doubt. I'm, thinking, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to think what a lot of y'all may be thinking of what I've been hearing over the years. But people say, well, if the Father's so loving, why is there war? Why is babies dying early? Why is there earthquakes, hurricane? Why is, y'all excuse me, a little noise in the background. But they're saying, why, 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 why? How can you go around talking about he's loving and he's all that? When you study the Bible, at least what I've seen, it's just a complete opposite. If the most I wanted to destroy us with earthquakes, it'd be a piece of cake. If he wanted to destroy us with hunger, it'd be a piece of cake. If he really wanted to destroy our children, it'd be a piece of cake. It's nothing for him to wipe man off the planet if that's what he was about. He wanted to torment us. There's so many ways to torment us and to oppress us than than some of the, the, the excuses I've heard people say over the years. So I'm going to say this again. He is a loving father. He is a loving father, and he has given mankind this thing called a will. And yes, he said in the scriptures, I've placed before you good and evil. But then he said, choose good. Had he not placed before us good and evil, we would not have a choice. If we would not have a choice, he could not get any glory. And the Father, the Father that wants glory. You may not understand all this, but I don't even know that it's important. If there is a higher power and he wants glory, and he blesses us with various things, Sets up and set up in certain ways to get glory, put before us good and evil, and tell us to choose good, so that he can get glory. Because we, you know, the the evil that he put in front of us, he even said in the scriptures that this evil, it would be enticing, would be even good for a season, but do not go down that road. It's supposed to be tempting. Evil supposed to be tempting, but the Most High again didn't just put before us good and evil, but he said, I put before you good and evil, choose good. A loving father would not do that. They will put before you good and evil and just not tell you which one, and you just probably choose evil all your life and be destroyed. There's many, 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 many parts of the scriptures, and even in your own conscience. There's many things you see every day with your own conscience where you know that he is a loving, sensitive father. You see it in the children's eyes and the way they respond to adults. They say children or old people are the closest to God because 
old people, of course, getting ready to be with him, and young people, little kids just come from him. But you can see it. You can see it in nature. You can see it in animals. You can see it even in insects. There is this thing about all living creatures that show this this desire to live and and uh, this life cycle. So tonight, I don't want to get too far off the subject, but tonight I'm talking about this loving God. That's what I'm talking about. I ain't got no hate for the most high. I have goodness. The defeats I suffer in my own life, if there's defeats, I know there's victory. But the defeats that's in my own life, I blame myself. He has put forth in the scriptures how he wants us to walk, how he wants us to live, how he wants us to think. And when we get away from that, we suffer, be it economically, physically, emotionally, in our marriages, in our homes. We suffer, we suffer, we suffer when we don't obey his laws. Something more important than his laws, if you can believe there is something more important than his laws, is walking with him. Do you know that the law is for the lawless? But the Bible says the law is for the lawless. People that don't walk with the Most High have to read a book about him. People that walk, don't walk with the Most High have to read a book from people who did walk with the Most High, talking about their experiences with the Most High. That's all the Bible is. It's a collection of prophets and, and folks that walk with the Most High telling you how he is, what he like, what he dislike. But if you walk with him like Moses did and Enoch did and many other people, Christ did, you don't need other people giving you an account of their relationship with the Most High because you know him. Be kind of like your daughter reading a book. Well, It'd be like your daughter come up to you and some of her friends have read a book by you about you. Okay, let's just say you had a daughter and she had friends and they came up to your daughter telling your daughter everything that they read about you in this book. Your daughter would look at them kind of funny because she don't have to have a book about you. She see you every day in this book. It may talk about the music you like, for instance. Well, your daughter not only knows what music you like, but she even knows how you look when you sing or play the music you like. This is the difference between Moses and the Israelites. This is the difference between David and the Israelites. This is the difference between Elijah and the Israelites. One person knew the father, the other person read about him, heard about him, saw him through laws. Again, you do not need, I'm not saying you don't ever need to read the scriptures. That's not what I'm saying. Please, please, please don't think I'm saying it. Yes, you miss everything I'm saying. Truth of the matter is we don't walk close enough to the most high to be able to put that Bible away. But I'm just saying Moses would not have needed the scriptures. Moses didn't need the Ten Commandments. Moses was keeping the Ten Commandments was giving the Ten Commandments because he had a relationship with the Most High. He already knew what he wanted. Again, walking with the Most High is a step higher than 613 laws, however many they had in the Old Testament. All these laws, trying to interpret them, arguing over them, this is nothing more than a Bible. 
So the Bible is full of people's account of the Most High. Having laid that foundation, there are many people in that book that account for something called the Holy Spirit and the power that it gives human beings to overcome any and everything in this world. There are millions of millions of people. As a matter of fact, let me go ahead and read the show's description. I kind of want to do that. That kind of gives you an idea where I'm going with this. Uh, If we can find it, uh, let's see here. Okay. This is the show description. Again, the title is The Holy Ghost is Absolute Power. Millions testify. And I went on to type in the show's description. Proof tonight that the Holy Ghost is real and is absolute power. This is the planet's top gun. Nothing can stand against it. Serious. Again, we have proof. Probably my most important message ever on blog talk, and that is the truth. I'm not trying to hype up the show, but what can be more powerful or important in talking about walking with the Most High and the power that he gives the believer when you do? I can't think of nothing. Acts 1 and 8, I went on to say Acts 1 and 8 said, Behold, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Is this scripture a lie? I said that. And then I went on to type typically what the show is about, typically on normal days, but today is going to be a little different. So again, folks, again, we're talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. And I am so proud to be talking about the Holy Spirit tonight. I It's one of those shows that I, I keep saying I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, I'm going to do. And you just look up and time flies and you don't, you haven't done it yet. And, and one of the reasons I haven't done it is because so many people think they know about the Holy Spirit and they don't need to hear about this. They don't need, you know, Brother Seth talking about no Holy Spirit because they already know. They probably think they know better than I do. So I don't talk about it for that reason, honest. So anyway, tonight we're dealing with the one and only, the Holy Spirit. That spirit that is a servant of the Most High that has been dispatched to the earth according to the book of Acts. At some point in the in the New, in the New Testament, uh, the spirit was sent upon all flesh. When Christ left the planet, the Holy Spirit was sent in this place. And some people, I know, I know how this sounds to some of y'all. I already know. It sounds very spooky. It sounds very, uh, many of you just don't believe in the Bible, like I say anyway. You think it's just way out there. But if you can, of course, believe in uh, technology, you don't think it's an iPhone. It's way out there. If you'd have told somebody back in the 1920s, if you would would have described the iPhone back in the 1920s, People would have told you it was crazy. I mean, for real. People would have told you you're on drugs if you would have was to have explained the cell phone back in the 1800s. They thought you was cuckoo. Just because things seem cuckoo and out there don't mean it's just 
a truth that you just don't know about yet. And that is what tonight's topic is about. Something that many of you just don't know about yet. Don't mean it ain't real. And I kind of take and cover this subject, and I'm not going to lie, part of me is a little um, nervous. Shows don't make me nervous, but this one does. And the reason why is I'm concerned that I'm going to forget exactly what I need to say to make this a success tonight. So y'all pray with me, and I do mean pray with me, and, and at the most how we have me and will remind me the different things to say and share that will cause uh, this show to be effective. And effective means getting people to understand and to believe and to accept. And it's not my job to make people believe and accept, but I just it's my job to be used by the Most High and just tell my testimony. And I, and I just need to be able to recall the blessings, the times, the, the voices, the, the, the different things he's done for me over the years to set me free, help me, get me out of situations like any father would do to any child. So I want to present this tonight like a father taking care of his children. People try to make the Holy Spirit complicated, but it really is just the spirit that the Most High sent on the earth and there are occasions where people will experience something that's totally unexplainable. They will hear a voice that say, go here, go there, stop, go. And in the end, their life is saved. In the end, mothers have left work because they've got this thing inside of them saying, uh, this feeling that something is not right at home. And they get home, and there is their child in danger. People say, oh, that was just intuition. Well, what is intuition? That's a brand new word. What does it mean? What is the old definition of intuition when the word intuition wasn't invented? What do you call foreknowledge before intuition was even printed? You can call it intuition, you can call it whatever you want to call it, but what is the ancient name for it? It is nothing more than an operation of the Holy Spirit. Tonight we're going to talk about something called the nine gifts of the Spirit. And I want to talk about exactly what the Holy Spirit empowers people to do. It was so powerful. It's so powerful. You know, what does it do? Other than make you shout and run around the church and act crazy. That's what some people think the Holy Spirit is doing. That's actually emotionalism. Sometimes people are so excited about the joy they feel inside of them, they take off running and or they shout. And when they shout, oftentimes in certain circles, certain denominations, these people look like they're going into a trance. I would say 90% of everything y'all see is emotionalism. It's people doing this on their own. They're just excited. And they just want to shout without being under any kind of control. And so they act like they're not under, they act like they're under control of something, but it's not necessarily the Holy Spirit. Folks, the Holy Spirit was sent to this earth to reveal who the Father is to us. 
I'm going to say that again. The Holy Spirit was sent to the church to reveal who the Father is to us. First, I'm going to share several scriptures tonight. Again, you need to have your Bibles out. I think I said that earlier. First, I'm going to share is Acts, and I'm typing out the bear with me, a little noise in the background. I want to share Acts 1 and 8, and it says, But you, it actually said ye, shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I'm typing it right now. And I'm putting it in the chat room. So, folks, in the chat room, uh, you can turn you. You have it right there to remind you throughout the show primarily what we're talking about. This one sentence, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. I cannot make that more plainer. And tonight we're going to talk about some experiences, some one-on-one experiences I've had. Some of you will be able to chime in and let let us know some of the things you've experienced. And, and this way, our brothers and sisters who are new to this will be able to see, oh, this is real. These people actually have experienced these things. That's what tonight's show is all about, getting people to see that our God reigns. Our Father reigns. He is real. You know, maybe his representatives not all that. Sometimes they are hypocrites. They're this, they're that. But our God reigns. Our God reigns. He is real. His power is real. Many people, just like the brother y'all read about in uh, Miami, who was possessed by this, I believe, an evil spirit. Some people want to say drugs. Whenever mankind see a behavior, and I'm talking about the man that ate off another man's face. If you haven't heard the news, you must be living on a rock. Because it, it has, the whole world is, was talking about it, it probably still is, but especially two weeks ago when it first happened, this brother, a young black man, well-groomed, nice-looking, walked up to, first of all, he got completely naked in the broad daylight, and in Miami, attacked a homeless man, an oldie, older elderly man, and ate his face off. I mean... I know you're thinking, well, his face, what do you mean? He bit him? No. I mean literally what I just said. And if you haven't heard about this again, check it out. But I don't want to get off on that too much except to say that everybody is, you know, conversating on the net as to why he did this. He, he He ripped off his clothes, took off his clothes naked, and then tried to take the guy's clothes off. But more importantly, he bit off his face, I mean, from the top of his forehead to down to his goatee. Things is missing. Ears missing, nose missing, one eyeball is missing. This is a young black man saying everybody knew him. And some of you say he carried the Bible around and quoted scriptures from time to time. This brother, something happened to him, and people are debating what it was. Was it? Did he eat that, uh, take that drug, or, uh, that bad soft drug? Some said, no, he took a, a certain type of cocaine that caused you to get real hot. You know, whether he got real hot because he took a certain type of cocaine, like some people are saying, why in the world would he try to take off the other guy's clothes? And this is nothing sexual. Folks, these people that 
show this kind of behavior is possessed, is taken over by evil spirits. Tonight we're talking about the flip opposite, being possessed or being controlled 100% by the Holy Spirit. When you are full of the Spirit, we're going to talk about tonight something called fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is what happens or the characteristic you will overwhelmingly dis, uh, uh, display when the Spirit of the Most High is dominating you or in control of you. Again, the Spirit of the Father is not like the Spirit of Satan. Where When it enters a body, it, 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 it looks to kill, steal, and destroy that person. Again, evil spirits, when they dominate a body, they look to kill, steal, and destroy from that person. The Holy Spirit is just the flip opposite. It's looking to give you life and to give it more abundantly. Again, y'all pray with me tonight because, I mean, I'm not being spooky or uh, super spiritual or super phony. I'm as honest as I can possibly be. This show is very important to me tonight, more so than any show I've probably done. And it's because I'm talking about something that's very dear to me, something that I have have had in my life as a very uh, young child. My mother has raised us up in the fear and admonition of the Father, in in fear of him, a good fear, not the tormenting fear. And I'm not saying she was perfect. She wasn't. She had her days where she fleshed out like anybody else. But for the most part, we was brought up in church, and we saw a whole lot of demonstration of power. Now, it did not stop with just our childhood. It rolled over into our teens. We was rebellious like any other teens, but I began to see things when I was out in that world. Demonic, this is where I saw evil spirits and their reaction to righteous people. This war that has been going on forever within the spiritual realm. I got a chance to see that when I was in the world because I was on the wrong turf. I was on Satan's turf and I began to see things and see people I knew that was possessed by evil spirits. This going to be clear. I'll make this clear and clear and clear as I get. Again, we're talking about something very deep. And when you're talking about something spiritual, it's very complicated because you got to use natural words, uh, earthly words to describe something spiritual, and it's very hard. It's almost like describing love or describing uh, just intangible emotions. It's hard. But I promise you, I will do one thing tonight. If I don't do nothing else, I will keep it honest. I will keep it honest. So if you're tuning in tonight again, you listen to uh, Five Smooth Songs. Uh, this is the New World Order Watch Society, where we normally typically deal with the New World Order, what's going on with the New World Order, what's going on all over the world. Not everywhere, but just main movers and shakers of our time. What are they doing? Build a bear group. Uh, what is the uh, trilateral, commi- uh, uh, trilateral committee? Uh, Council on Foreign Relations. Just what is happening in our world? Wars and rumors of wars and phony wars and just what the government is doing. Federal Reserve printing money, not backed by anything. Just all type of stuff we to cover. And it has been for some people very depressing because.
because they've trusted government for so long and they found out that we all have been getting played. And I say we, I mean the country. I thought I would tonight, instead of give more glory, more glory to this new world order, making them look just invincible, like nobody can touch them. It's, they've taken over uh, our country and the world a long time ago. This thing is wrapped. It's a wrap for them. It's easy sailing for them. They Nobody can touch this bully, this new world order, these secret elite people, the Illuminati, all of this stuff we talk about. And it's real. It's not no phony. This is some real names. We call real names. Uh, some of these uh, congressional hearings, we've talked, we've talked, we've talked, we've talked about the enemy what he is doing, what he is up to, how he is, how he is controlling everything. And sometimes it just seems overwhelming when you start talking about all the things that's going on. It just seems overwhelming. It just seems like, hey, might as well just do whatever you want to do because God is, you know, it's Satan is in control. I mean, it is so much going on. I'm not going to go down the list, I go, y'all, because I do it every Thursday, but there's so much going on in our world. So tonight, I thought we would do a show 100% devoted to the solution, 100% devoted to what the Father has done to combat this demon, this devil that rules this world. What is the Father having to say? What is the Father doing with his people on the planet? Are we truly hopeless as we think? Are we truly just, you know, have nothing, nothing in our uh, arsenal to work with, to fight with? And you will hear after tonight, you will know after tonight prayerfully, that we have the most powerful government within this government. We serve a mighty God. We serve a mighty, mighty, powerful God. We serve a very real God. We may not understand everything he is doing in the earth. We may not understand everything he is saying in the earth. We may not under, We may not can follow him because he is such a holy being. Some of us is so confused because we've been in different churches and we've studied different books and we just confused. And all we left with is we know he's real. But we don't know what he's saying. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know where he's at. We hear all about all this Illuminati New World Order. We hear all this stuff. We hear about skull and bones. We hear about presidents uh, swear, uh, into these secret societies. We hear about you know, Clinton talking about there is a power, there is people that is so powerful. This is President Clinton that said that there's people that's so powerful that one should not even whisper about them. One should not even speak about them above a whisper. Then JFK spoke out on uh spoke out on the secret society and many think that's why he was killed. He was talking about there's these secret societies and he didn't say the word Illuminati. He might have said Illuminati, but I know he said there's these secret societies. And shortly after, this man was dead. So, and this man is the president. You would think the president would be thinking, I'm top dog. Ain't nobody higher than me. But these presidents, JFK and Clinton, 
talked about some people that was far more powerful than they were. Not to mention millions of other people all over the Internet, all over the world, writing books about these people that run our banks, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers. And... Let's go on and on, on. So tonight, Brother Seth is doing a show where we are specifically focusing in on one of the most powerful, excuse me, we're zeroing in on the most powerful solution on the planet, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, the thing that was dispatched upon all mankind. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you into all truth, as Christ said. If you're not a believer, the Holy Spirit is convicting you and trying to bring people across your path to lead you to salvation. So the Holy Spirit is in your life dealing with you, whether you save or not save, whether you're close to the Father or far. It has a different relationship depending upon where we're at. Some people say, oh, this sounds a little too spooky to me. Oh, I don't know, brother, this sounds a little too spooky to me. Again, just because you don't understand something don't mean it's going to go away or it don't exist. One more time. Just because you don't understand something don't mean it can't be true. Maybe it's just over your head and you probably will never get it. But it don't mean it ain't real. And I also will add, just because I say something don't mean it's true either. I could be totally wrong. But folks, let's talk about testimonies tonight. Let's talk about hardcore facts that God is real and that his power is real. I know about all the phonies in the church and the money, money, Folks at the pimps, I know about all of them. We ain't talking about them tonight. That's another show. We're talking about those righteous people that do have miracles, that do have signs and wonders following them, as the Bible talks about it happened with the new the um, new church. Let's talk about those that are real tonight. Let's talk about the miracles that's not phony. We know about the phony ones. Believe me. But let's talk about the ones that are real. How do people that are born with a deformity walk into a service, get prayed for, and walk out completely free? What happened? What in the world happened? How do people walk into a service and They've been diagnosed with cancer. Doctors ain't stupid. Especially if you get two or three, I'm telling you, you got cancer. You got cancer. But they walk into a service and receive prayer, and they they believe and they receive that they they believe they receive the healing. Go back to the doctors, and they can't find a trace of cancer. If one person on this planet ever experienced that. That means all seven billion can. If one miracle come true, that means all miracles can come true. All all situations can be a miracle. If one person go into a service and they're blind and they receive their sights, I don't care how many people don't walk up, don't walk them to that same service and didn't get healed. If one person got it. That means the rest of them can 
again, the Holy Spirit, there's certain criteria it move on. But let's talk about something a little different in miracles. Let's talk about, and, and by the way, I don't want to jump ahead too far. Again, you should have your Bible that I've told y'all. We're going to be dealing with the book. We're going to be dealing in the book today. Um, now it's not a Bible study per se, but you need your Bible. You need your Bible. You need your Bible. Get it out, please. Now watch this. Again, we've always talked about the New World Order. We got to get, we have guests on sometimes talking about all kind of stuff. And um, <laughs> y'all, sometimes I, I I be wondering how y'all doing because we talk about so much stuff, and it just sounds so gloomy. We talk about soldiers that's coming into this country, and they're already here. It's a lot of proof that there's all types of soldiers, Russians. American uh, have these soldiers on the soil for various reasons they're saying. But we've had guests on that believe that the soldiers that's on this United States soil is going to turn on the United States. And uh, they have lots of uh, reasons or proof uh, uh, about this. Lots of people have been talking about this forever. Okay, so we talk, we talk, we talk, we talk about all these things that's going to come up on the country and a lot of y'all just scared to death. You're scared to death. So a lot of our white brothers and sisters are buying guns. I talked to a man today, the owner of a store. I was shopping at this store in Fort Worth, and this guy owned a store, and he was talking about if Obama, a white gentleman, he was talking about if Obama get elected, this country going to hell. And he talking about if he passed that health care bill, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can just see all the fear in his eyes, and I was going to ask him, Sergio, was you part of it? What do you think about the gun sales? Because a lot of our white brothers and sisters, I don't care how many guns they had, they went and bought new ones. They are setting a record in the country of gun sales. I don't know if y'all know this, but again, we don't want to talk about the problem tonight. We want to talk about the solution. But I'm just setting the stage, setting the, laying a foundation, letting y'all know that there's a lot of fear out there. A lot of people are scared, 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 especially from what they hear on things like these shows I do. There's a lot going on, folks, for real, honest. So tonight I decided to talk about the Holy Spirit, and I hope that I do this injustice because the Holy Spirit is something you just can't cover no one show. But you can always give your testimony. You can always talk about what the Father has done for you, and it'd be fine because that's your testimony. And tonight I want to share my testimony along with other testimonies I've heard over the years that I think will be key. I can talk about my testimonies for the whole show, and maybe that's what I should do. I want to talk about what the Lord has done for you, period, in the story, in the call, in the show. Maybe I should. But I like talking about certain other stories because they are so, it's just different. It's, it's uh, you know, <laughs> that's just me. I like sharing more than just about me, but we may just stick with me. So let me just go ahead and just inform everybody to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12. These are the, the, the operations of the Spirit. This is what the Spirit do when it possesses a body, when, it, it, when, it, when someone gives control over to the Holy Spirit, when you praise a prayer or a similar prayer to Father, use me today, go with me today, protect me from hurt, harm, and danger, let your spirit lead and guide me. When you pray that prayer and when you submit to the Holy Spirit, 
if you really, really submit and not do things your way, and uh, it would definitely help if you fasted and prayed and, and because you have to fast and pray to be in a position to even hear the Father. You can pray all you want, but if your flesh is out of control like most people's flesh are and they live by their flesh, almost everybody I know live by their flesh. Nobody can walk around being led by no spirit. You kidding me? It's 2012. Ain't nobody that close to the most high. Everybody, everybody almost I know is led by their flesh. They do what their flesh tell them. They do what feels good. They do what they want to do. They do what they feel like. They say what they feel. They go where they feel. They buy what they feel. They fear what they feel. And they believe what they feel. Everything is about their feelings. I don't know hardly nobody that live like Christ said. I live to do the will of the Father. I do. Here's what I do. I do what I see him do. Here's what I say. I say what I hear him say. Here's where I go. I go where I would think he would want me to go. He want me to give my life. I'll give my life up. I don't know too many people like that. And this is why when I say something like the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit, people trivialize and say, oh, brother, that, yes, that emotion and stuff where you be dancing all around the church. Again, dancing in a church have absolutely positive zero to do with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit don't move on you in your shop. I used to believe that as a kid. Holy Spirit have nothing to do with you dancing. If it did, everybody would dance the same way. Because it ain't but one spirit. Why well, is going to make one person dance one way, another person dance another way? The Holy Spirit was moving these people like they saying in church. Ooh, the Holy Spirit came over me, and I. if it did, everybody would act the same way. That's not Holy Spirit. That's emotionalism, and it's okay because you just, it's the same thing you feel when you're in a club. You're sitting down talking to your friend, and your favorite, favorite, favorite jam come on. And you go, ooh, and you get up and run to the, you get up and run and you start dancing. It's the same thing. Same emotion. God has been so good to you all during the week. Your kids was blessed. Y'all got your money or you got this or you got that or whatever you call a blessing. Maybe you found a boyfriend or you found a husband. You found something. Some you, some kind of way you blessed. And your favorite music come on in the church. And you just get emotional. You start dancing. If you ever do a certain little dance a certain way, you've been practicing, then you'll do your little dance. That ain't the Holy Spirit moving your legs, moving you. So that's one thing I say about Pentecostalism. I wish I quit saying the Holy Spirit moved y'all. Ain't didn't the Holy Spirit might have gave you the victory? It may have led you to get that job. It may have spoken to your mind, go here and say that. That's the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit ain't got nothing to do with you running around the church, shouting, rolling on. You know, I do know that. When you get prayed for a lot of times, that the Spirit can come over you. and But but the Holy Spirit ain't, ain't interested in doing nothing to your body, moving you around. All that he wants to do, he wants to pray through you. Now, this is called tongues and interpretation of tongues. I'm getting that in a little bit. It will pray through your body to the Father. Yes, it will. But rolling you around, it don't say nowhere in the Bible it's going to roll you around. It don't say nowhere in the Bible is going to help you shout right. It don't say nowhere in the Bible is going to help you run around the church. 
As a matter of fact, he don't say nothing other than speaking through you, your mouth and tongues. That's the only thing I know to do with you physically. Now, it can heal your body. So a lot of this is just emotionalism. I'm talking about the real Holy Spirit tonight, the real power, real dunamis, as a Hebrew calls it. I'm talking about this spirit that the Father has given us to protect his children. Any father, any father would be a bad father to send his children into the United States or on this planet, as bad as things are, unemployment, racism, sexism, religious wars, all this crap going on. Any father that would send their children or create people to live in this environment without some type of way to get out of it is a bad father. Is a bad father, and I don't believe that the Most High is a bad father. He has given us, the Bible says, He has always given us a way of escape. But I'm, I'm about to talk about now, First Corinthians 12, like I asked everybody to turn to. I'm about to talk about something He gave us for real. This is what the Holy Spirit do. You want to know what the Holy Spirit is doing? I'm about to tell you. I'm not about to tell you. The Bible's about to tell you. 1 Corinthians 12. You want to know what is the Holy Spirit's job on the planet? What does he do? How does he empower people? Everybody keeps saying he empower you. Your show, you're talking about he empower you. He empower you. Absolute power. Well, what's the power? Now, I know about Bill Gates. That's power. He got money. This man can buy off anybody he want to. He can have any woman he want in the world. He can, he can buy anything you can see with your eye. That's power. Power is the Federal Reserve. They are the ones that set the value on the dollar. That's power, my friend. Well, you're talking about this Holy Spirit. Now, the power is the new world order. These folks run the planet. What are you talking about with this Holy Spirit? Now, the power is the Illuminati, the secrets they have. Man, do you know what they know? That's real power. Rockefellers. These people that run our banks. All these people control the natural realm. Stick your head in the spiritual realm and get just three seconds of just look into the spiritual realm for three seconds. Come back and talk to me. It'll scare the hell out of you. And you will not be talking about no Rockefellers. The real power is Satan. The real power is Gabriel and Michael and Yahweh, Yahweh, I mean, excuse me, Yahweh, Yeshua, his father. Some call him Jesus. There was no J in the Hebrew language. I've got to get over that. I still say Jesus because I don't want to confuse people and scare them thinking I'm some other God. There was no J in the Hebrew language. J is brand new, still wet on the page. His name was Yahshua. There's variations of how you say it. And if you want to get technical, just call him by. The Bible says you shall call, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. People get all wrapped up in the names. I don't want to turn this talking to them what you call. They're so silly. The Messiah. How about that? These boys. So if I can say the word boy, they're the movers and shakers, not no Rockefeller, somebody hiding secrets. Why they got to hide the secrets? Because they know if you know, you're going to overthrow their behind. So what's so powerful about them little liars? The Illuminati don't impress me. They hide secrets of who people really are and what's really going on. So what? Tell everybody the truth and then try to be powerful. 
I don't admire them. That's not real powerful. Yeah, Bill Gates is a bad boy. Billions? Yeah, that's a bad boy. But please, the things I'm about to share with you in the next four minutes will will cause him will cause him to shake in his boots. Now let me give you proof of that. I'm from Fort Worth. There's a millionaire by the name of T. Cullen Davis. Used to be far part of Forbes four hundred list. Cullen Davis was a grown man, a rich man, very rich man back in the day, Davis Industries, very wealthy man, again, one of the Forbes 400 richest men. He got wind of spiritual warfare. He got wind of the real war. (laughs) I think his buddy James Robinson hipped him. And this man lost it. He didn't go crazy. But it blew his mind. And, and uh, Cullen Davis made everybody at Davis Industry, this is a true story, made everybody at Davis Industry take a mandatory course on demonology. They said them employees was complaining like a mother. They had to learn about demons. But their owner, mind got blew by something I learned as a child. And he made his whole corporation mandatory, made it mandatory that they study about demons. <laughs> Can y'all believe that? I promise you I'm not lying to you. It should be in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram archive. T. Cullen Davis, a multimillionaire, founds out about demon demonology, and it blows his mind. He first became born again. That was That blew his mind, of course. Became born again, but when they told him about the spiritual world and how there was demons and how there was a spiritual war, this rich man in Fort Worth, Texas, commanded Davis Industry, his company. He 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 made it mandatory: if you work for my company, you will take this course on demonology because he wanted everybody to know about this real world. That didn't have nothing to do with oil. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. So while I admire Bill Gates. And I admire a lot of the Warren Buffett and these some of these guys, they are some very nice men, you know, they try to do the right thing. But I'm talking about absolute power tonight. These brothers, these men can hear some of the things we're gonna share tonight and maybe they know it. Let's give them a benefit of the doubt. Maybe they know it. They know it, hey. More power to them. But I'm saying this, my friend, is real power. Let's talk about it. First, First Corinthians 12. I'm going to read. It reads as follows. Now concerning spiritual gifts. Brother, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus a curse, and that no man can say that Jesus is Lord but by the Holy Ghost. If he really said Jesus is Lord and he means it, which means Jesus is king, you know, they see this like Peter saw it. They can only do this by the Holy Ghost. Now, folks, I'm going to warn you all, this show is going to start a little slow. 
uh, unemotional. I'm just going to hit you with just facts, 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 and then it will build, will build, will build. So I want you to bear with me. I'm not going to raise my voice. Uh, I'm just going to just talk about this absolute power. This is a subject I have got to be very careful with. So I want you all to bear with me. I'm going to start off monotone, and, you know, and then it's going to pick up. And I'm doing that on purpose because I don't want to get all emotional and miss some points. This is a very important subject. Many of you have felt hopeless and, and, and felt like there is no hope. These Democrats and Republicans, they run the world. They're going to do what they want to do. The Illuminati, the, all these people, they you can't, we're nobody. We can't. But if the most High decides to drop a truth on you through the spirit and give you insight that would probably take years to, for somebody to explain, he can do just that. So remember, as I read these gifts, I'm about to read these operations of the spirit that's real on our planet. I've experienced some of these very operations. They are no joke, folks. These operations I'm about to read that the Most High have given mankind, the spirit comes upon the man, and when they're submitted and allow the spirit to control them, these are the kinds of things that people can do in 2012. It's already been. It's already happening. How can you argue something that's already happening? How can you argue something that is a reality? I mean, people are already experiencing this. Listen to the gifts. What the spirit does when it possesses or owns or controls. When I say I don't like the word own, that sounds. Um, the spirit is a gentleman. Or I shouldn't say a man because it's not a. It's it, it's it's gentle. It's a gentle spirit. It's not forceful like that spirit that controlled that boy in Miami and caused him to uh, eat that man's face off, which is crazy. That was a force forceful spirit. But the spirit of the Most High is is it a lot. You have to submit to it, and then it uses you. It's not just going to take over your body and do something crazy. Watch this, folks. Listen to this. First Corinthians. 12, verse 4. Now there are diversities, diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are different administrations, but the same Lord. Again, we're going to take off slow, we're going to end up fast. Verse 6. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. So this spirit is serving the Most High, this God that's working all in all. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. What? But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. The reason why the Spirit comes over you and manifests in this natural realm is for you to profit. Here we go. Here comes the Spirit. Here comes the different operations. Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. That means the Spirit comes upon you and imparts into you wisdom. 
This is not something you go work for. This is not something you muster up. This is this is a gift. This is gifts means no work. If you, if you work for it, it's, it's, it's a paycheck or it's pay compensation. This is a gift. Meaning you get wisdom from this spirit out of nowhere. That's the first one. Write them down, please. Wisdom from nowhere. And then it says to another, talking to another person, to another, the Spirit gives the word of knowledge. I'm writing them down myself. Again, this is knowledge that comes from nowhere. You didn't go study for it. You didn't go to school for it. And it just comes from nowhere by the Spirit. Now, what is this knowledge for? It's for you to profit with all, according to verse 7. We just read that. By the same Spirit. To another, meaning to another person. Faith. Faith. Sometimes you be minding your own business and you'll get this ability to just believe the most high or believe for your healing or believe for this or believe for that. And it's just the spirit imparting unto you faith. It ain't nothing. It's just something the spirit does. You may what? Profit. Out of the clear blue, faith. And you know the Bible says if you believe anything in faith, you shall receive. That is a very important gift. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It comes. Nobody knows when the Spirit is going to dump these different gifts. This is why we're supposed to have character in our life, because if we have character, the Spirit more likely will use us for this, that, and the other. But if we don't have character in our life, why would the Holy Spirit give us faith to believe in all we're going to do is believe for a Cadillac and believe for somebody else's wife or believe for something we don't have no business? We have this faith for things that will probably destroy us. This is why the Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of him whose heart is perfect. One more time. The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of him whose heart is perfect. So the Father is looking to demonstrate this power that we're talking about tonight. In the heart, in the life of him whose heart is perfect. What am I saying? That when your character is Christ like, he is our example of what the Father wants on this planet. You got to have his character. Talking about his character. Second Chronicles 16 and 9, I could just quote it said, when you have this character of Christ, it says, for the eyes of the Lord 
run to and fro. Let me just read it. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. Hold your place with other scripture. For the eyes of the Lord, I'm reading verbatim, King James Version Bible. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Think about this. Think about this, folks. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. Listen, folks, the Most High is very interested in showing himself strong to humanity through those whose heart is perfect. It don't mean your actions got to be perfect. David had a perfect heart. And y'all know this man, actions, was far from like Christ was, but his heart was good. When a person's heart is right, it don't mean everything they do going to be right. That's what people don't understand. It took me a long time to understand that. I thought, if your heart is right, you're never going to mess up. That's not true. So, again, we just read in verse 9 that the Spirit would give you faith. Wow. Faith. To another person, the gifts, gifts, G-I-F-T-S, gifts of healing. Gifts of healing. So the spirit moves upon you. Out of the clear blue, clear blue, you get this ability to operate with this gifts. It's plural, so I don't know what you be able to heal various types of ways, various types of prayers, but you will be able to heal. Some people claim that they have had the Spirit use them for all the gifts, all of the gifts. I don't know if that's true or not. I would think the Father probably wouldn't give one person all of them. But I know that Christ had all of them. I know a lot of the prophets operated in all of them because they would get a word of knowledge and tell Israel what's going to happen. That was from the Most High. Then they would do miracles and and perform healing. So if you submit to the Most High, again, he's looking for someone to show himself strong in. This is basic to a whole lot of y'all. This whole lot of y'all know it's like the back of your hand, but you'd be surprised to know how many people listen to me right now never heard of the gifts of the Spirit, and they think probably I'm cuckoo. They never heard of it. So those of you that have heard of this and you're getting bored, be patient. Some people don't know, and this is this is the dynamite. This is the Earth's top gun. This is top gun. What's power? What's real power? This is real power. You got a spirit operating in you, and you're able to just get a word of knowledge. What if that knowledge it drops on you is, you know, something you need? Maybe you drop maybe it drops knowledge on you, and you figure out how to split the atom. You know, we don't know. We don't Einstein and them give credit to the most high, but I don't know if that's the most high. We can say that happened to Einstein, but I'm just saying. And there's lots of people that make creation other than Einstein. I can't believe I said that because normally I don't quote him. But uh folks when this when this knowledge drop on you, the scripture don't say what the knowledge is about, but you will get this knowledge, this knowing. And I'll tell you, one of the gifts of the spirit I want to testify. 
I actually experienced. And I'm going to talk about that before this show is over. I had a, a discerning of spirits. This gift we hadn't even got to yet happened to me several times. And I'm telling you, you say what you want to say. This thing is real. When that gift came upon me and I began to start seeing these spirits, I didn't see a spirit. It was a discerning. I just knew beyond a shadow of doubt that it was there. And I knew it so well, I spoke to it. We got a question or a comment for uh, this subject. Area code 661-349. Go ahead, you on the air with your question or comment. Hi. Um, I just have a, a comment because for different reasons in my life, I've had different uh, gifts. So, and it was funny because you said that um, some people think they have all the gifts. And at one time, or at the same time, I was thinking that same thing. I was like, well, these different things that he speaks of, which I know the gifts of the Spirit. So I'm just thinking I've had these gifts at different points of my life. My question. Well, let me do do this because I I, I love it when people call in with the testimonies, and this is what you call a testimony. So first, let's do this. Give us a name or the name you want to go by. Cynthia. Cynthia, and what city are you calling from? California. Okay. Cynthia from California is saying, you're saying, Cynthia, that you definitely have had the spirit come over you and use your body, just like that boy was used in Miami, and Satan or demons caused him to do what he did to that man. You're saying the Holy Spirit come over you. And you're up there in California, and you say, come over you, and it it began to operate in the gifts spoken of in 1 Corinthians 12. What gifts did it operate operated in you? I mean, I've had the gift of healing. Um, and I won't say that I had, because it's not my power at all. It's me praying over someone else. And... I've seen people healed, and, for instance, the the gift of faith. I mean, I work in an industry that if you don't have faith, and I'm speaking of the people that I relate to, Uh you're going to not uh, get the results that you want. And I tell people every single day, and I speak to tons of people every day, and I told them, I was like, you know, I can't let your negative energy because you're thinking that you're going through something. And I tell them I can relate to them. So, you know, I can't allow your energy to get into my atmosphere. And, you know, when I come home at night, I definitely have to pray because I don't want to bring it home with me, even though sometimes I do. Um, okay. well, let, let, me, let me do this because I want to I I stay pointed. I want to point, I want to stay specific on something you just said that was profound. You said that you have gift of healing. You knew exactly what it's called. I appreciate that. 
appreciate you sticking with the Bible topic. And the because I I just like when people quote get deeply correct with scripture and quote exactly what the Bible says. Now you say you had the gift of healing to operate in your life. What happened that you think is the gift of healing? There's people on the phone lines, people in the chat room that are listening to you right now, and they really is curious what how does she know it was a gift of healing and what exactly happened? Um, my neighbor for instance He's had numerous medical procedures. And, you know, of course you have to ask someone, because I've asked people, and I was like, can I anoint you? Can I, because I always keep um, consecrated oil with me, always. And I just ask it, you know, I've asked people, and it's like, no. And I don't infringe on anyone, but if, the spirit moved me to ask someone, I have to ask. And, for instance, my neighbor, they were getting ready basically to cut his leg off, and it healed. And, you know, it's just like, it's funny because, not funny in a sense, but funny, but I have some friends, you know, I'll warn them of things because I have like an interpretation. Okay, now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because now you're talking about another gift. Now you just mentioned you're anointing some people, and obviously they must have gotten healed, as you wouldn't be talking about it. So you talk, you the people that have had ailments, you pray for them. You say you carry all with you, so you you pray for them, and something comes over you, and you know you you say you have this gift of healing. Do they get healed? Yes. Okay, give us proof, because people want to know. There's so much emotionalism going on out there. How do you know they got healed? What happened to say, okay, this person is now different? Well, this person, that said, they were supposed to have their leg amputated, and they didn't. And they resolved that issue they were having medically. And like I said, it's not me. It's a spirit within me, and it's it's God himself because I don't want to ever take the credit for anything. I always want to give him glory. Now, let me say this because I want to take one at a time because you, 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 we probably won't get very many calls, well, maybe, I don't know, where somebody will say that more than one gift operated. Even myself, I've had to operate, but not all of them. But let me just say this to those listening because people are listening to you right now. And when you say, I've had the most high to use me with one of these gifts of the spirit, the specific gift that was used was the gift of healing, as foretold foretold in uh, 1 Corinthians 12. That happened to me. My body was used by the spirit to heal somebody. Okay. Now, you said that they was diagnosed with a sickness and they were supposed to have their leg amputated. You prayed. Now, somebody might say, well, maybe uh, that was just a fluke. Or maybe they said we might have to amputate your legs, and when they went back the second time, they re-checked everything out, and it wasn't that bad. It's going to be your people that's going to doubt. And what I want to say to anybody that's doubting is, for every Cynthia that calls, there is ten thousands on the line on hold that I don't even see yet. 
What she is saying, if I got a dollar from everybody that I've ever heard this, I would be able to pay my rent for a long time. If I got a dollar for everybody, uh, every time I experience healing, <clears throat> I experience, we're talking about me, not nobody else, not Cynthia, talking exactly. about me. me. Me laying my hands on myself or somebody else laying their hands on me, folks, you would have not had a time to do it. I wouldn't have had a time to talk about it on the show. It'd be too long. This is real. And if the most High is speaking to people like Cynthia and telling her this and that and other, she's getting ready to talk about it. I cut her off, but she was talking, getting ready to talk about another gift. I want her to talk about that, but I'm saying if the most High is speaking to her and it happened to this one person, that means it can happen to seven billion. Cynthia, go ahead with this next gift. You mentioned the gift of healing. What is the name of this next gift, if you know it, and what happened? Well, I was just interpretation because I have dreams. And I'll speak on myself on that matter. Um, when I was a child, and I'm quite older now, but I consistently had a dream. And it was me. Technically, it was me and my mother driving and going under a bridge or, yeah, going under a bridge and we were like, somehow the diesel that was in front of us, the top of it tumbled over because they couldn't make it under the bridge, and I guess they didn't see the clearance. Well, I came home from a trip driving with my son in the back seat and ended up running under a diesel. This pretty much the same dream. I mean, with the, the only exception was the diesel didn't, like, go under the bridge, but it happened. Um, I had another dream. I had more than five. I mean, I had the state send me a letter and say, you're a bad driver because I've had so many accidents. I've had head-on conditions. I've had, I've ran diesel. I flipped my car twice, Well, let me say this because people are listening to you, and they probably feel like, well, why are you having so many wrecks? Maybe you're an incompetent driver. Maybe this is why. I mean, I'm just saying I'm trying to be a middle guy here and try to outthink what people are thinking. So what I'm saying to you, the fact that you had all these wrecks, what are you trying to say you had warnings well, of them, I, and you didn't need the warning because the Most High, His purpose is to protect you, and He's going to well, be showing you things in dreams so you can avoid things. Go ahead. He's always showed me dreams, and like when I flipped my car, He showed me a dream, and every single time, He showed me that I was running into something great, and I thought it was a car, but technically it was a wall. And the whole no, I'm not a bad driver. Now hold on, somebody actually want to uh, have a question or comment, and uh, I don't. We'll see. I got my a little feeling here, but I'll, I'll I'll just go with this call. Eric code six four six three seven seven. Go ahead with your question or comment. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's a pleasure to be listening to you. And um, um, I was just listening about um, the accident, and, you know, I remember when God called me for full-time ministry, and um, I was trying to run away from it, trying to escape it. I never wanted to go and do God work at that time. And I was driving on a... I'm meeting the first accident, and I say maybe that's just a mistake. And the second accident, I'm meeting, and I say maybe that one is an accident. But the third accident, I I end up running into a church, and I'm like, this one can't be a mistake. But I never understand that God was calling me for full-time ministry. So, I mean, now, now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second, caller, because you're saying a whole lot there. You, you know, you, you're loaded. It's a lot of information you're saying, but let me do this because I don't want to. I want to hear everything you're saying, okay? But I thought you had a question or comment for Miss Cynthia out of California. So let's do this. I want to hear everything you're saying. So let me do. Let her finish. And then we're going to come to you, and I want you to share this. This, this obviously going to be a wonderful testimony, I'm sure. And, uh, get, and God is going to get the glory in the end. And you, you're saying God was calling you to the ministry, but I don't. I, I'm not. I'm hoping you're not saying that He caused those accidents to cause you into ministry, because we're talking about a father and a son. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I so, will hold. So hold on one second. All right. All right, Miss Cynthia, I want to definitely get back to that caller because that that sounds like there's going to be a story there. But Miss Cynthia, you mentioned the gift of healing, and you mentioned dreams. Most I've dealing with you in dreams, and it was knowledge that actually happened in your life, right? Yes, uh, I mean I have friends and family that literally will call me, and they're just like, "Did you think about me?" Because, like I've even warned people, and I stopped doing that. Because it was, sometimes people uh, are not received of something that you might tell them. So I, I've gotten to the point where, okay, that right there I just don't even want to deal with anymore. Uh, not that I don't want to deal with it because I, in my own life, like you said, he has warned me. Don't get it wrong. He has definitely warned me of any accident I've had prior to anything happening to me, I've had warning. And so I've, like, looked out for things. Like, I was not driving behind gray cars because I kept saying something gray, but the thing was I ran into a gray wall after my car flipped. And I was dodging a dog. So it's like, okay, things happen and... Whatever. But with the faith, every day I'm seeking faith in people's lives. This lady called me today, and she was like, Miss Cynthia, I I can't even believe this. Her house is going into foreclosure, or already in foreclosure, I should say, should say, and she has a date. And the only thing that she could tell me is, you just kept telling me, you don't want negative stuff around you. Just keep thinking positive. 
you know, things fall from heaven. You know, what you're thinking about manifests, basically. Because if you constantly think about something that's negative, that's something that's going to come back to you. Right. You know, and there are some people... people there, 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 there are some people, Cynthia, and uh, uh, I just have to say this because I know we got all kind of listen. There are some people that will say, one gentleman told me, told it to me like this. He said, "Man, I don't necessarily believe in the Bible." He says, "He says." I said, "What do you think about miracles?" He said, "Man, if you believe anything strong enough, it's gonna happen." That don't make the Bible right. So you got people out there that believe in the, the so-called the uh, secret. The secret is this philosophy where if you speak something and believe it and see yourself with it, it will materialize, not knowing that the secret stole that truth from the the Bible. That's from the Bible, straight from the Bible. Well, it is the desires of our hearts. So if you're desiring something enough and you're not fighting against it with your subconscious, yeah, it is going to come to pass. Well, quote the whole scripture of Miss Cynthia. It says, if your ways please me. I will give you According to his word. The, 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 the desires of your heart. So your ways got to please And This is why I was talking about earlier character. The Most High is not interested in these gifts operating in people that don't have character because then, like, the gift of faith will come and you'll pray in faith believing. The Bible says if you pray in faith believing, you shall receive. So what I'm trying to say is he is just interested in character. Now, I want you to do this for me because we got this other gentleman holding. I don't want him to think I forgot about him. I want you to share specifically other gifts. You said several gifts of operating. You shared so far the dreams. The dreams I look at more like a word of knowledge uh, where you you go to sleep and you wake up with knowledge of something that you yeah. didn't have knowledge of before. You didn't read it nowhere. Nobody told you. And then it happens. How do people do that? That is a gift from the Most High done through his spirit. The most high ain't talking to nobody. Everybody say God said, God said, God ain't talking to nobody. Nobody have never heard from Yahweh or the Father. Nobody except Christ. Well you know what is so funny he you speaks, say that because he speaks his he speaks by the spirit. We really mean the spirit, the spirit which has been dispatched or deployed upon the earth um uh according to the book of Acts. So go ahead. No, I was gonna say because this one girl because I, I told this girl, I said, I had a dream. I said, somebody around me is pregnant. And then not even 30 minutes later, someone told her that she was pregnant. And so this girl instant messaged me at work. And she was like, I need you to dream about this. And I told her, I said, you know, I can't make myself dream about anything. You know, if it just comes, then it comes. And that's like an old wise tale. But she's just like, Rita, I need you to really concentrate because I, they're having fertility problems. And I told her, I said, I can't make myself do anything. If, if it comes to me, I'm going to tell you because I, like that. I know that, that you want something in specific. And, but... It's just not me. And I, I keep telling people that. It's not me. That's and been my experience. That's, that's been that. my experience. That's been my experience, and that's been lots of people that I've talked to experience according to what they've told me over the years is that it's the spirit he is. I hate to say he because it, it is a gentleman. 
it is a gentleman or it is a, a person or being or it or whatever you want to call a spirit that it needs your approval. I mean, you have to allow it. It's not going to force you. It's like the character of the Most High. He's not going to force you, giving man his will, whereas demon spirits are more aggressive. They will take over uh, bodies. Right. You, give them, you give them an inch, they take a mile. They're very aggressive. This is the nature of Satan. But listen, what I want you to do is share some other gifts. You talked about the word of knowledge and people calling you get dreams and, and interpretation, even when you try to summon it on your own powers, which you told me you couldn't. Were there any other gifts? Because, you know, we, we haven't finished reading the gifts. There are several more to come. Um, there is, just for those uh, listening in, uh, there is, we talked about wisdom. I'll just go ahead and read the rest of these real briefly. It's only a few of them left. Uh, faith, we talked about faith. And there is as the gift of healing. We're talking about the gift of healing. There is a gift that the Spirit imparts unto a person who's willing and who's uh, have submitted to the Father called the working of miracles. This is like when the axe head fell off in the um, the axe head fell off in the uh, water, and there's a prophet. He had this servant, and the servant messed around, and they borrowed an axe from this person. They borrowed an axe, like you cut down a tree with an axe. And, and the assistant uh, of the prophet, the prophet, the young boy, I think it was, had this axe head that was borrowed. They borrowed, and it fell off into the water. This prophet began to pray, and the axe head folks floated up to the top, and he grabbed the axe head. That was a miracle. That spirit of the Most High moved upon the prophet, and this miracle happened. This is another gift. This is another gift. This is another gift that will happen to a person. Uh, so it's called the working of miracles. Another gift is called prophecy. Prophecy. This is where I hear a little noise in the background there, uh, uh, Cynthia. If you could kind of uh, just, I just heard some noise in the background. But anyway, to another one is prophecy. Prophecy. A lot of people want this one because this is insight. This is uh, insight into the future. Uh, it's not just knowledge, but it's knowledge, uh, complicated knowledge of things that is to come. And uh, lots of people want this. And things, and, and the ability to expound on God's word. This is also under prophecy, prophecy, the ability to understand the word, what the Most High is saying, prophecy, prophecy. This is a popular gift. A lot of people want this. And then to another, to another, there's another person, the Bible says, to another the gift, the Spirit might impart this gift called discerning of the spirits. This is the one I've experienced. This is the one I've experienced. And, I mean, I've experienced it in a way that I share with people. It's, it's my most popular blog. And, 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 Carla, we hadn't forgot about you, brother. We're coming back to you, please. Me and Cynthia is wrapping this up. We're coming back to you, so don't hang up. But the discerning of spirit is the one gift that I've used, that I've been used several times. And this is where you're talking to somebody or you're walking by somebody or you're in the company of somebody and you perceive in your spirit that they have an evil spirit. And I don't mean they're doing some kooky like, you know, badness flies in the winter or doing something crazy with their mouth. I mean, this is this is a regular-looking person. You walk up to them, they look like everybody else, but you don't doubt it. You know beyond a shadow of doubt that they have an evil spirit. And sometimes what I have done, I have literally spoken out loud to this evil spirit. Sometimes I will say to a person, 
so-and-so, I'm not talking to you. And I will speak to that spirit because I know beyond a shadow of doubt is there. This thing right here is a powerful gift that you can walk up to somebody, know that they have an evil spirit, and call it out. And that evil spirit, once you call it out, this is going to blow y'all away. I know I don't expect you to believe it. I don't expect nobody listening to believe it unless you've experienced this. It's like a kid hiding behind a couch. And once you say, I see you, I see you, then they come out because they're no longer hiding. They know you see them. Well, once you call that evil spirit out and you tell this person, so-and-so, I'm not talking to you, I'm, I'm talking to something inside of you, and you call that spirit out, you command it, then these people start looking all funny, their face start, you know, all kind of things start happening with their body language, and it scares everybody around you. That is called a discerning of spirits. You don't always call it out. Sometimes you don't say nothing to the person. You just know it's there, and you just make sure it don't bring harm to you. Sometimes it ain't for you to call it out. You can't cast no spirit out of nobody anyway unless they're willing to give up whatever it is they, that spirit got in. If they gave that spirit legal grounds to be there, you can't cast it out. You cannot cast it out. they got legal grounds to be there. Evil spirits, even the Father himself will not cast that spirit out if they got legal grounds to be there. So that's a very, very powerful uh, gift that the spirit will give you. And wrapping this up, the last one is uh, diversity of tongues, diverse kinds of tongues. This means the, by the Spirit literally use your body to pray in an unknown tongue to the Father because there is this law by prayer, and some don't know what to pray, but the Spirit knows. So the, the Spirit will actually use your body to pray. The Spirit would actually use your body to pray to the Father. And one time in the book of Acts, I'm not going to say one time, it may have happened more than one time, but the Spirit used the people in the upper room in the book of Acts, and now uh, Acts 2 and 4 talks about this, when the Holy Spirit was, was uh, came to the earth, that these people began to speak the languages of a foreign language they didn't know. So the Spirit came on them, Christ told them to go in the upper room and pray until you be endowed with power. They was up there praying. And this spirit, uh, keep hearing some noise in the background. I don't know what, if that's you or me, but uh, Christ had his disciples go up there and pray. When they pray, the Bible says they begin to speak in different languages. And everybody that came to Jerusalem for this feast of uh, Pentecost, they actually heard these uh, folks speaking in their own languages talking about the glory, different things. It was like Peter would stand up and say, great, praise God, great is God. Or, or, they would just say wonderful things about God in their own language. Very interesting gift. That's called tongues. And then the interpretation of tongues is, is a, one of the strangest gifts of all because this is when God gives the people that are hearing these weird tongues the interpretation of what they're saying. Now somebody said, well, what does this got to do with the New World Order? If you can use these same gifts to decode what the government is doing, how powerful is the government? They're not powerful at all. If you're able to see through there what they're doing, and this is what the Most High is doing by his spirit. He is revealing to us what this government is doing, and uh, this is why we cover this on the New World Order. Watch this side. Okay, my sister, go ahead and wrap up what you're saying. I'm going to get to the other brother, please. <clears throat> Um, basically, I just want to say that 
I've enjoyed your teaching tonight, and it has given me a more enlightened spirit. So thank you. Well, thank you for your testimony, Cynthia, and I believe you. I'm one person. I believe you. You don't have to push, push, push. I believe you, and I just hope that the most I continue to use you and me and the next caller and anybody else that want to comment in the chat room or on the phone line, I hope you continue to use us because only when we're used by the Spirit do we have this power. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and put you on over. I want to just thank you, okay? Thank you, and if you could repeat the scripture for the fruits of the Spirit for everybody else, because... Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you, I sure will do that. It's 1 Corinthians 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and it's, uh, it starts at uh, verses 4 through, let's see here, 4 through 10. 1 Corinthians 12, uh, verses 4 through 10 is talking about the gifts of the Spirit, very powerful gifts. Okay, so I appreciate you reminding me. All right, Cynthia, uh, everybody that was Cynthia, and I just want her to know I really appreciate her testimony. I appreciate her sharing. She didn't have to share. She could just sit there like some some people and just been shy, and you know, but she was bold enough to give her testimony. That's what it's all about, folks. So, again, she is right. I should have mentioned the scripture. It is 1 Corinthians 12, and, again, it's verses 4 through 10. talks about these gifts. And uh, that's where the gifts are. But if you read the whole old, the whole New Testament and the Old Testament, the whole Bible, it talks about these gifts of the Spirit operating the prophets in the Old Testament and operating in the early church in the New Testament. Again, we call this the gifts of the Spirit, uh, which is real power, okay, real power. Again, if the Illuminati is trying to do something with God's people on the earth, trying to fool them, trying to... Uh, um, uh, take our lives, murder us, cause us to, all the different things we talk about on Thursdays because there's so much these people, these wicked people are trying to do. If they are trying to do anything, the Most High know how to contact his people. The Most High know how to, through the Spirit, alert us. And so the Illuminati, I mean, all of these secret societies, some of us don't even know uh, uh, to even ask the Father for knowledge about what the one world government or the new world order, the Illuminati or the Federal Reserve, what are they doing? We don't even know to ask for the Spirit to reveal to us through one of these gifts of the Spirit. We don't even know to ask. We don't know to ask. So that's why we never get them, get these spirits to operate, uh, get the, the Spirit to operate in this area. But once the believers, because Cynthia was talking about different things with her neighbors and, and how the Father had used her with the gift of healing and the word of knowledge, okay, through dreams. She talked about that and, and, and other, you know. But, uh, and I'm sure if I'd have kept on the line long enough, she probably would have said that he had showed her about things happening in the government. I mean, I'm just saying we don't have to fear nothing that the government is doing. We don't have to fear nothing these powerful people are doing at all. I just want to say that. Let me go ahead and go to, uh, and uh, Cynthia, if, 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 if right now your hand is up. I don't know if you have a question or not, but if you do, um, press one again. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We have gentlemen holding for a while. I apologize. Eric code 646-377. Go ahead with your question and comment. Um, you know, and, um, I was saying this is um, 
Mr. Maddox, Sheldon Maddox, um, the prophet, the young prophet, whatever. Call me Brother Sheldon. I don't care. It's, the name don't make a difference. But um, I'm just saying God have been good and God have done some great things for me. Uh, and I got to lift up his name for all that he have done for me. You know, well, let me ask you this. Let, 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 let me ask you this. I'm sorry, but I forgot your name. What's your name? Um, Sheldon. Sheldon. Maddox. Okay, Sheldon. Yeah. Sheldon. Yes, sir. Okay, what city you come from, Sheldon? Brooklyn, New York. Okay, Brooklyn, New York. All right. Now, listen, Sheldon. You say God has been good to you, with regards yeah. to the topic at hand. With regards to the topic at hand, which we're talking about, the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, the different manifestations of these gifts. Uh, in other words, the spirit move come on you. It possesses your body. The spirit possesses your body. I don't like the word possess. Uh, it controls the spirit you. Feel you, your you, body. You, you, give, you give it control. You pray, Father, use me. Father, use me. Your spirit, you use me. You ask, you saying, Father, I'm available for your work. Help me to make a better change in the world. This is what people pray sometimes when they first get up. Father, use me today. And you proceed to try to keep your mind in a state where the Father can use you. And so the Spirit moves on you, and it uses your body. So what happened, you said he's been good to you. What gifts of the Spirit, if any, if any, have you um, seen in your uh, life? I know I got um, prophecy um, on my life because, I mean, you know, when God, when I met God, I was going to work. Um, I was, my mind wasn't on God. My mind was on something else. My mind was on a lady or something else. But um, that day, you know, um, I met God when I'm going. When I mean met him, I didn't. In the spiritual realm, he came and fill me with his Holy Ghost, you know, I repent for my remission of my sin, and I feel like a fire fall from heaven, and and I know that God has changed me, but I just got to give God thanks, because I've been through a lot, and I can testify tonight, I got a couple testimony to give. Um, when I was 17 years old, I used to have my girlfriend, and, you know, um, we have sex all the time, you know, and something happened. I caught something from her. I'm not sure what it is. I don't care to talk because by your testimony, you shall overcome. People don't want to talk the truth no more. And... I spent out all my money, um, go to the doctor. The doctor said, I don't see nothing wrong with you. You are right. Um, I don't know what's going on. I go to the doctor over 20 times, spend all that I have um, in the bank account. I cried to God for like a year. I'm still going through the tribulation and the child, but um, one day I was in my house, and God said to me, 
take up the Bible. And I take up the Bible and I start to read it, the Bible. And that night God came in and touched me and gave me a breakthrough. And from that day, I was healed. Um, but still, the tribulation wasn't over because I got to go to a next tribulation. And the next tribulation, it was that um, the next tribulation that I was, um, they were witchcraft in me. Uh, and witchcraft is what they mix up with the devil and evil spirit and all kind of things. And, you know, I mean, I was really sick, bad. Um, I went to the doctor. doctor said, I don't see nothing because you cannot see a spirit when you... You cannot see a spirit on a testing machine or x-ray machine because it's a spirit. And the doctor said, I don't see nothing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean the doctor said you cannot see... A spirit with the X-ray machine. Did you go in there telling them you had a spirit? No, I'm just saying. Um, you know, when in the spiritual realm, um, people cannot see spirit with the natural eye unless you are connected to God in the spiritual realm to see what's going on with me. So, gotcha. are you got me? Yes. Go ahead. So, um, so, so far, so far, so far, just so we stay on point, everybody listening tonight, again, thank you all for joining us on the phone lines in the chat room. If you have a question, don't forget to press 1. Um, but listen, and if you're in the chat room, just go ahead and type in your question. But listen, tonight we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, how the Spirit comes over believers, those that offer their bodies to the Most High for service, and the Spirit will empower them. And this brother is saying that he heard a voice after going through sickness, uh, sickness that he felt like he got something from his girlfriend, don't know what, but he was sick, nobody could diagnose, they kept saying nothing is wrong with you, nothing is wrong with you, and he heard something say, pick up the Bible, and when he picked the Bible, um, make the long story short, he was healed. Now, that healing that came from him picking up the Bible was actually, it's like a gift of healing that operated through it. It needed him the he had to pick up the Bible. It was the instructions were pick up the Bible. Did you end up reading the Bible, sir? Yes, I was reading the Bible, and when I think I went, I reached the Psalms twenty something, and I heard, um, I said the devil shall perish. Like three times, I heard I, I I say that to myself, like the devil shall perish, the devil shall perish, the devil shall perish, and then tears just start filling out my eyes and. Then I fell on my knees and started crying and praising God because I got a breakthrough. Right, and you, you said a very important word, breakthrough. And I want you to finish what you were saying, but I just got to just chime in here a bit. You know, y'all are going to hear words like breakthrough. Well, obviously, he's a church goer. That's some, that's some language they don't use in the world, breakthrough, breakthrough. What does that mean? What the brother is simply saying is he got what he was looking for. He after it's like a struggle. He he kept going through and going through and didn't know what to do. And so he needed something extra. So something extra came to him, and it said, pick up your Bible. 
Now, if it was just his mind telling him that, his mind told him a lot of things. His mind told him all kinds of things before then. How come he didn't get healed? But I believe, I believe, callers, listeners, that that was a word from the Most High. And he needed to obey that word for his healing. In other words, and this caller can finish what he's saying. I'm going to let him talk to you. But I just believe when we need something, and and, uh, I'm talking to myself tonight because I ain't got it all together. And I flesh out. Sometimes I'm more sensitive to the flesh than the spirit. And when I do, I suffer. Let me just say real quickly, those of you in the phone on the chat room, I just got a message that this uh, uh, we're going to lose everybody in the chat room in about 60 seconds. So you need to call 760-283-0838. You got uh, about 30 seconds now. I just posted the number in the chat room, 760-283-0838. You must call that number, otherwise we're going to lose you, lose you in about, uh, oh, Probably about 20 seconds now, so call the number, 760-283-0838. Dial slow, so you're going to dial the wrong number, and and, and we can get shut out because at 11 o'clock, I mean, excuse me, 1 o'clock uh, Central Time, 2 o'clock Eastern, you will not be able to get in. All right? Now, so what, just to make sure everybody understands what's going on tonight, I want to show and highlight different people brothers and sisters in the faith that have had these gifts operating in their life. Brother Shelton is calling from Brooklyn, New York, and he's talking about encounters with the Most High. He's not saying this is the gifts of the Spirit, that's the gifts of the Spirit, but as you hear him describe what is happening, he get knowledge from somewhere, and it's not his knowledge, how he knows them, to look in the Bible and that he's going to read some. I mean, he's been thinking all along, how, how does he know what to do? But this knowledge came, he acted on it, and he was here. People have been, uh, this, if I, there's so many times you hear these testimonies. All you got to do is just YouTube it, because, you know, it's the Internet now. You just can YouTube and hear lots and lots of Sheldons talking about how the Most High have intervened in a situation where nobody knew what was going on. He was saying he went to this witchcraft, and, um, all of a sudden, the breakthrough, that's what he was talking about. So go ahead, my brother. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I got to kind of, I did mean to cut you off to bring a little clarity, but go right ahead. Yeah, and, you know, God has healed me and bring me out of a lot of things. So I know that God is alive, and I know the spirit, um, you know, of prophecy, um, um, God give me the spirit of prophecy, but to get these spirit, uh, to get these gifts, um, you gotta go through um a lot of pain and when I mean pain I don't mean physical pain but spiritual pain because Jesus suffered for us and we gotta suffer to reign with him. And a lot of people don't wanna be go through the child. They want it to come easy. Uh, but if you wanna Get your blessing if you want to go higher in God. You got to go through something. Uh, right. Well, let, 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 let me say this. I don't mean to cut you off. Uh, I keep saying I don't mean to cut you but I mean, I almost have to because I got to interject. Now, you're saying you got to suffer. Now, I must probably say what you just said in a different way. I don't think 
Okay. When I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna say it the way the Bible says it. It says, "He that live righteous shall suffer persecution." So okay. yeah, you gotta suffer, but I don't want people to think go in it looking like everything you go through. Yeah, you gotta no, go through. I, I, okay. I, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All I'm saying is, and I will let you clear up. Clarify what you were saying here in a second, but I just want to interject how I'm, how I'm hearing you. I do think I know what you're saying because it does say when you suffer for Christ's sake, rejoice. It's a good thing because if you suffer with him, you're going to reign with him. It does say that. And, again, he that live righteousness, he that live righteous shall suffer persecution. That's another verse. So it is if you live right, Satan, evil spirits, the flesh, and the world are going to be your enemies. Anybody full of worldliness, you're not going to get along with. Anybody full of their flesh and constantly flesh-driven, you're not going to be getting along with them, and definitely anybody led and, and inspired by evil spirits. These people are going to be against you 24-7. However, the Bible does say, if your ways please me, I'll make your enemies to be at peace with you. So there are going to be times where... The enemy just won't come near you. Psalms 91 talks about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there is victory from some sufferings, but what this brother is saying, he's telling the truth, you are going to suffer, but don't go into it like, okay, everything come your way, you're supposed to go through some of that stuff you're supposed to be defeating. That's what I'm learning. It's even in my own personal life. So go ahead and and and, and go ahead with what you was gonna say. Uh, when I mean suffer now, I, I'm not talking about physically suffer, but spiritually. Because um, for me to go higher in God, to get a higher anointing, I gotta suffer. Unlike what Paul was saying when he tried to do good evil come against him and let him do bad. Uh, the battle is in your mind. Uh, your mind want to do something else and your flesh want to do something else. That means the spirit want to do something else and the flesh want to live for the world. And to to subject the flesh to the spirit it take a lot of suffering. Uh, and I mean, everybody got it suffering in a different point of view, a different way, because you maybe don't go through what I go through because the calling that is on my life, and maybe there is a different calling on your life. And so when Jesus, he said, um, I think in St. Matthew somewhere in there, he said, St. Matthew 25 or 26, when he said, um, Nevertheless, let thy will be done. But if God could take away the, pull away the cup from him, something like that, I forgot exactly what it said there, but yeah, I know. Not, uh, my, not my will, but thy one. If it, and he said, If it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Yeah, let this cup the past for me. Thank you. Uh, and that point right there where he was saying is 
that he didn't really want to die, but he rebuked himself and let God will be done. And because the pain that he was going through, that's why he said, um, nevertheless, if you can pull away the cup, but let thy will be done, you know. So he rebuked himself, but he was going through hell just to make it. I see what you're saying. So that's what you mean by you're going to go through like in your spirit. You're right. Absolutely right. There, in other words, there is a war that's going to be whenever you're trying to live right, you're going to go through something in your spirit because it's a war in your spirit. So I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I'm not that educated, but I, I know a little bit. No, 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 no. no, no. And, and let me say something about that. Let me say something about that, Sheldon. Let me say something about that. People that's not educated, I'm glad he said that. I'm actually glad, even though I disagree with you, I think you are educated. This is what I've learned. There's a whole lot of people that didn't go and get the grades in school, didn't go to college and get, and get the diploma or the degree. But listen to me, folks. If a, the Spirit of the Most High decides that it's going to manifest one of these gifts of the Spirit that we just talked about in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 10, if it decides it's going to give you a word of knowledge, that knowledge somebody else may have to take years to learn, and it'll just come over you. I mean, all of a sudden, I've had people to say, I've heard I've heard testimonies where people had car trouble. And I don't know, this is their talking, this is people talking. Sometimes you can't trust people, they lie, they promote, they, they fudge the truth. You just never know with people. But I know everybody ain't lying. Everybody ain't lying about this. You'll get a knowledge about your car that only a mechanic would know. You may be oblivious to the way fuel work, you, the way a fuel pump work. Or you, you know, a lot of women, they don't know anything about cars. And all of a sudden, they'll get this knowledge, and they'll go out there and fix that car like some seasoned mechanic. I've heard that. I've heard that. I wouldn't lie to y'all. I don't need to lie to nobody that bad. I'm not getting paid to do this show. I've heard people that was lost, and I know when you're lost, you can eventually find your way, but I mean people that was lost, and they prayed, and this knowledge just come over them, and they drove straight to where they're supposed to go, not making not one bad turn. I've heard so much over the years, and I'm sure some of it was emotionalism, not really truth, fudging a little bit, because that's what people do, let's face it. But when you get thousands of people over the years, I'm 51 years old, I've heard thousands of people, and I mean over the TV in person myself, all of these people can't be lying. And all I'm saying is on this show, and I want you to get back to your but on this show, we normally deal with the New World Order. And y'all know we talk about everything on this show. We talk about everything that's coming, the race war that's, that I believe is coming. We talk about eugenics. We talk about rap culture, Iran, Africa, exploitation issues. We talk about International Monetary Fund, World Health Organization, the World Bank, structure adjustment programs, weather warfare, how people can actually use the weather to kill people, and it's been done. It's proof 
they have congressional hearings talking about weather warfare. How, how, how deep you want this? Planned Parenthood, we talked about this false church. It looks like the church, smells like the church, but they don't walk according to the church. We talked about Armageddon, the, the whore in Revelation 17, and so on and so on and so on. And many of you, when you hear these shows, you just feel like, man, there just ain't no hope for us. Tonight, we're talking about a show where the spirit will move on common people. And this brother, he's not educated, but if the spirit moves on him and drop on him the word of knowledge, all of a sudden he knows something that nobody else told him. He just know it. How dangerous is he? If the word of wisdom jump on him, which wisdom is how to use knowledge, it's a, it's like a, some people say wisdom is a higher form of knowledge, but wisdom is how to use what you already know. Maybe you already know a whole lot, but you don't know what to do with it. But this supreme thought come to you, and you know how to work it out, what you already know. Everybody don't have wisdom. People are very smart. They have lots of facts, but they don't know how to use the fact. That's wisdom. It's a, it's like a superior form of knowledge, you ask me. There are some people that don't know that much but got wisdom, and they are much more productive than people that just have knowledge. This brother on the phone talking to me right now say he's not that educated, but if faith, the gift of faith, if the Spirit decides to just give him faith to believe for something, just out of the clear blue he can believe. Out of the clear blue, he's got the ability to believe. You telling me that's is <laughs> that's somebody to reckon with? Because the Bible says if he used that faith and asked for anything, he shall receive. Yes, what, if the, what if what if what if what if what if healing just if the Spirit decides to empower Sheldon, the brother on the line, and he gets this ability to just heal people? Doesn't matter. He's educated. If he's sitting up setting people free, like Cynthia called and was saying, his brother was going to get amputated, and she was able to pray, and they didn't. And there's lots of other things that she didn't think to say. And there's lots of other things that Sheldon ain't going to think to say. And there's lots of other things I'm not going to even remember to say. And there's a whole lot of other calls that didn't even call in. There's millions of people, like I said, millions have testified of. These miracles, you can't write these people off. So I don't fear the New World Order, the One World Government, Illuminati, the World Health Organization, the Federal Reserve, all of what they're doing, because when the Most High wants to protect his children, if they just submit to the Spirit, submit to the Father, you don't want to go around and be covered in these gifts and just try to have all this power like somebody power thirsty. It's about walking with the Father and having a relationship with him and being submissive to him and following him and loving on him. Being a, being a son to a father It's a relationship. Folks, if y'all get nothing out of nothing I'm saying, nothing Sheldon is saying, nothing Cynthia was saying, any other maybe callers is going to say comment here in a little bit, remember this. This whole show is basically saying in a nutshell, the Father wants relationship with uh, Sheldon, I hear a little noise in the background. I don't know if that's you or me, but I think it's you. You could. Uh, kind of. It's a little it's like a you hear that? It's a little noise on your side, Sheldon. But listen, all we're talking about yeah. tonight is having a relationship with the Most High. And when a father loves his son, no father is going to sit his son in the war zone without weapons 
and knowledge and wisdom. So this is what the spirit do. The spirit moves on a person like Sheldon and begins to share with him. So, Sheldon, I want you to finish what you were saying, but I have to interject to let everybody know exactly what we're doing here. Bless God. You know, I mean, I pray for, uh, because, I mean, I go to a lot of church. Uh, I preach in the street. I preach a lot of places. And, you know, I pray for a lot of people, they some of them get jobs, some of them get healing, but I I don't try to take the glory. I don't do nothing. It's God that I've done it. Uh, a lot of preachers nowadays they think that it's them doing it. It's not you, but it's the spirit of God. So when somebody get a job, when you pray for them, then you give God thanks because. You cannot do nothing by yourself. No. And it, it, God is just so great. I, I don't. I can talk about God from now to tomorrow because I always have something. And He said He will fill your mouth with His word once you study and sit down before God. And I like what you said, having a relationship with God. You know, because if you don't have a relationship with God in these times, you're not going to make it. That is correct. And when he say you're not going to make it, let me explain that, people, because I know some of y'all listening, and you might have a nice brand-new car, two or three outside. Maybe you're in a uh, two or three-car garage and, you got money coming every which way, or maybe you're one of those persons that you got a good marriage, or maybe you're one of those persons that got good kids, and you got a combination of all of the above. All I'm saying is make it, to me, is very simple. When somebody say make it or somebody that's successful, it's very simple to me. It just means are you in harmony with the Father? In your heart of hearts, and this is to all of us, including myself. When you look in the mirror, are you, is the Father pleased with your life? Now, some people operate in this guilt where they got to be walking around here perfect. I don't believe you have to be perfect. David wasn't perfect. And his throne is going to last forever, according to the scripture. This man had a man killed so he can lay with his wife. Y'all ain't never done no mess like that. David, that ain't the only thing David ever did either. These Prophets and Israelites was full of all kinds of sins and sexual sins and lies and cheating and fudging the truth and Abraham lying and Sarah. I mean, they just they just regular everyday people, but their heart was after the Most High. And that that's where your heart is, and you love the Most High, and you're trying to live for the Most High, you're trying to keep His commandments and do right by people, do right by yourself, and do right by your God. If you're doing these things, this is what the Most High asks of us. We're going to have moments where, you know, we live in this world, and he said, I place before you good and evil. The Most High did. He didn't want to put it before us. And evil is good for a season. So this is supposed to tempt us to some degree. But then he said, I I put before you good and evil. Choose good. He says what to do. Somebody said, why do you put before us evil? Why would the Most High do that? If he righteous, if he holy, why would he put before us evil? Because we're mankind and we have to have a choice. If he didn't put before us good and even just put before us good, that'd make us angels. 
We're not angels. We're mankind. We have a true. We have a choice. And when we choose good over evil, as good as evil looks, I mean, as good as evil looks sometimes, as good as evil smells sometimes, as good as evil feels sometimes, when we choose good over evil, the Father get much glory. It's like, what if you choose your wife from millions of women versus choosing your wife because she's the only one there looking at you? She gets more glory. If you're tempted by all these other women, they all, they're so beautiful, they're this and that, but you chose her over all of these stellar women, you chose her. She gets far more glory. That's kind of the way it works with the Most High. When we look at evil and we look at how it has its benefits for a season and we choose the Most High, he gets much glory. This is why he put before us good and evil, because we are mankind and we have the power of choice. This is what's different between us and angels. So don't feel bad when you miss it here and there. We're not, uh, nobody has it that well. That way they never miss it. This is why we have the gift of righteousness that Christ come and offered us, a gift of righteousness. Righteousness is a gift. People keep telling me how they try to be righteous, be righteous. You can't be righteous enough for the most high. It, no matter how great you are with living right and living consecrated life, it ain't good enough. This is why you have to have a gift given to you. Righteousness is a gift. I do a show on that where we nail this thing down very, very, very clearly. It actually is the first show on Five Smooth Stones. So those of you listening in the archives, uh, go to www.blogtalkradio and then do a search for Five Smooth Stones. Once you get to my front page, go to the shows and go to the very first show we did. We talk about the gift of righteousness and how righteousness is a gift. It has to be given to you. We are righteous because of a gift. Here's another gift that the Spirit gives us. It's like somebody handing you uh, something, and it's called righteousness. And as long as you hold that gift, you are righteous. That's exactly what happened with the blood of Christ. As long as we receive Christ, he is our righteousness, or his blood that was shed covers, hides, get rid of, wipe away our sin. It's just that simple. Our sins are taken care of past, present, and future. But And because we've been made righteous and holy, we're supposed to live this consecrated life by listening to the verse scriptures over and over and over, uh, fellowshipping with brothers and sisters, praying constantly. Uh, we're supposed to do all these things because we've been made righteous by this gift. Sheldon, give me a last word, and I'm going to go ahead and wrap this show up, sir. Um. I was like what you said, righteous. Um, this is the last topic. Um, righteous. I mean, it's very. I would have said it's very difficult. Um, if you if you don't make yourself or build yourself to live righteous, you're gonna live any way you want to live, and. When I mean build yourself, you got to stay in the word of God because it's only the word can keep you. And you know that we really go after things of the world more than how we go to God. Like I find out in the church nowadays, um, the most thing that bring back people in the world is sex because... Um, sex 
uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but sex is something that can pull people from the church of God. Uh, I see sex pull a lot of people out of the church uh, because they don't have time, they don't have patience to wait in God. And in this in this walk with Jesus, take time. Um, it, it didn't take one day to build the world, but it takes seven days. And seven days in God's sight, you know, it can be a thousand years or whatever. So Paul said, kill the flesh daily. So we got to keep on praying daily and daily. Because if we don't pray daily, we're going to go back to the things after all. And God is not after all. No, and it was a pleasure to be on your show. Well, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. And I'm one of those, I'm a liberate, liberal host. I don't normally cut people off when they talk. I let them talk pretty much how much as much as they like. Everybody gets to talk more than five minutes. And I know some shows don't allow that. But I just want to hear the heart of people, what they're saying, like Miss Cynthia. She really... Hope she knows that I really appreciate her comments. And people are listening, and you never know who are listening to you. And Sheldon is going to go and apply the things you say. So we got to be very careful with these blogs. It's not just some people sitting around talking with nothing to do. This is some powerful stuff. You can hear some of the blogs that can mess you up for years. You can hear some of the blogs that can set you the food straight and clear and get delivered. By simply hearing a blog, it can really help you. And I want to also uh, just ask everyone to remember me personally because I'm trying to get a better job, and I really, really need that to happen pretty soon. So I know, Shelly, you mentioned earlier you pray for people to get jobs. So I want you to remember Brother Seth here in uh, the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area and his uh, search for a better job is very important, very important if you all can do that. The believers can do that. So I'm not I'm not above nobody. I'm just a, a young man just trying to have a blog, trying to share what victories I definitely know I've gotten, and I feel committed. I mean, obligated to share the goodness like you've done, Sheldon, and like Cynthia was mm-hmm. doing earlier. Y'all have shared what the most I've done for y'all, and I feel like this blog Five Smooth Stone. That's what I try to do. Yes, I talk about all things that's going on, a lot of things going on around us, but. The most important shows I do is my testimony. I just want to share what past victories I've had and some of the past defeats and why to give glory to the Most High and to get people to to to. It's all about pushing the kingdom with me. So I'll, just because I'm, I'm I'm going to a valley now, that don't mean I'm gonna stop talking. That don't mean I'm gonna stop sharing. That don't mean I'm going to stop telling what the most I have done for me just because right now I'm going through this valley. So, again, I solicit the prayers of the saints. I really solicit the prayers of everybody that know how to pray for for me uh, that I will uh, get a job, um, a better job. All right, can, can I ask you that, my brother? Yeah, I could pray for you. I will pray for you. Uh, I could pray for you right now if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Uh, can you please give me a name again? It's Brother Seth. It's like Adam and Eve's third son, Cain, Abel, Seth. <laughs> uh, what does that Cain, Abel? And 
Seth, S-E-T-A, just like Beth, but with an S, uh, Seth. Oh, Seth. Okay. Okay. Heavenly Father, I come before your throne one more time, God. You are the royal king. You are the high priest, Jesus. There is nothing holy about us, neither nothing righteous about us. But mighty God, you promise us that you are our provider. Mighty God, you promise us that you will not see your children begging bread. And as I put Brother Steph before you, Heavenly God, I know you will provide a job. Mighty God, because you never fail yet, God. And as tonight I come, I lay him before your altar one more time, God. You will not fail your prophet, and you will not fail in God. You will not fail none of your children, God of Abraham. God of Isaac and Meshach, I call upon you. Call upon you because he is in need, God. Call upon you because he need a better job right now, God. Calling upon you late in the midnight hour, God, because you are all of us provider, God. And I know that you will make a way when the road get ragged. I know you will make a way because you are our provider. I know that you will make a way because you are our healer. I know that you will make a way because you are our judge. And mighty God, heaven and earth adore you. The earth is your fullness, Lord. And tonight as I lay my brother before you one more time, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Send a new blessing his way, God. Give him a new breakthrough, God. Bless his house, God. Bless his family. Bless his children. Bless his great-grandmother. Bless even his sibling. Bless everything around him. Bless his present. Bless his ministry. Bless every time he call upon your name. Let him be blessed, God. Bless him when he walk through the door. Bless him when he step through the door. Bless him when he step in his new office. God, I see it in the future that you're going to make a way. God, I see that you're going to provide a way. God, he's going to have a car. God, he's going to have a house. God, he's going to have wealth that he can share with the other people. God, he's going to have wealth that he can share with the poor. God, he's going to travel the world. God, he's going to go to South Africa. God, he's going to go across the world and preach the good news, God, because you are not limited, because you are the God that covered the universe, and mighty God, I lay before your house one more time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I agree. And I agree. And I agree. agree. You're going to travel, man. It's just time. Just keep on doing God's work, and God will provide. He never late. He's always on time. Once you're doing God's will, he will provide. And let me say this to 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 those listening, and uh, this brother is right. I do. I will be traveling. I've traveled, and I tell you know, I used to not want to say where I've been because I tried to be humble. But then people start saying you need to tell people because you you say stuff like you've been there, and then you don't tell people you've been. It's kind of like you cut you shooting yourself in the foot. Tell people you've been, you know to Africa. Tell people you've been to Israel. 
And so I started saying, so the way I say it now, as I just say, I've been to 24 countries. So I started saying that because people started saying, you know, this this humility thing is is not right. You you don't you don't sound like you know what you're talking about. If you tell me you've been to Israel, you know, uh, eight times or how many other time you've been, then they'll know. Oh, he know what he's talking about. But if you don't say it, so thanks to the Most High, I've seen quite a few countries, and I'm definitely definitely not done. There are so many people that have been blessed to see uh, even more, and I'm not doing it for that reason. But I just like traveling, so. I didn't even mention. I I, 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 I didn't even mention this whole show. I don't think I mentioned this whole show about how I like to travel. And I don't. I don't know if you ever called this show before, but for sure, for sure, I plan on traveling. So you, you flowing the spirit, there, my brother. You are flowing the spirit, and I do appreciate that prayer. And I I, I don't mean to cut you, but when I was praying, I was feeling God present around me. And once I'm feeling God present around me, that means something. Is good about somebody. Once I can feel God present around me, then I know that is something good, and God will provide a way. And remember, you can um, check me out on Facebook, um, or you could um, check out my website. What is your website? Go ahead and let um, everybody know. My website is double double that. Sheldon, S-H-E-L-D-O-N, M-A-D-D-I-X, dot org, Sheldon Maddox, dot org. One more time. Double, double that, Sheldon, S-H-E-L-D-O-N, M as in Mary, A as in Apple, D as in dog, D as in dog, I as in in, X as in org, And you could type in my name, Prophet Sheldon Maddox, and it will pop up on Facebook. And bless God, and i got to go to bed now. It's running a little late. It's 2.32. Yeah, well, I, I, I again, Sheldon, I appreciate everything, man. And we'll talk. Uh, sometime in the future. Follow the show. Everybody, please follow Five Smooth Stones. It don't take you but a second to click on that follow button and get reminders sent to your cell phone or to your email. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap the show. I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold. Thanks again for the prayer. I receive it. I expect it. And I really mean that. And uh, uh, Cynthia, if you're still around, I appreciate it. I think you're still on the phone lines here. I appreciate you. And Sheldon, I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold and wrap this up. So thank you, my brother, again. I really appreciate everything. Yes, you're welcome, sir. So that was Sheldon um, Maddox. Uh, yeah. And uh, you got his information. And I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold now, Sheldon. So we'll talk to you next time, all right? Okay. So that's my... All right, God bless you. A powerful prayer. I don't think nobody ever prayed for me on any show. So I really appreciate that. And... Uh, Folks, I want to wrap the show up with a song. I always like to do songs that have a meaning, that have uh, uh, that have uh, some relevance to what we've talked about. And I want to play this song, and I want y'all to really listen to the words. And this will be the end. This will be wrapping the show up with this song. And uh, just listen to what Byron Cage has to say um, about uh, Father taking us taking care of us. The name of this song is called Thou, O Lord, 
are a shield for me. Thou, O Lord, are a shield. And that's what we need. That's all those gifts are. They are shield. Those gifts shield us from wicked people. We don't have to fear the new world order and what these folks are doing. This race war that's supposedly coming and the drop, the the dollar dropping. If we listen to the spirit, it's going to lead and guide us into our truth. It's not a matter about whether or not you're educated or whether or not you have a lot of money. It's whether or not you can hear the most high and be led and used by the spirit. Because if you can, the spirit knoweth all things. I love every single one of y'all. And ain't nothing you can do about it. Check this song out. This will encourage you. If I can get it to play here.
Ha, ha, ha. 